the IZ Robot Stuck at Home Show. All right, here we go. Another exciting, all new, all fun episode of the Stuck at Home Show. The show in which we are, we're all stuck inside our house. We're all sheltered in place, hiding, doing what we can do to make it through the day-to-day, uh, just whatever it is that's going on in the world. Hey, check it out, man. We, we were all set to have our uh, shelter-in-place order lifted when it was, in fact, re-upped for uh, an indefinite period of time. I, I think that's um I think that's fine. I think that's reasonable. I'm not um I'm not sweating it. But uh I guess what it means is for you guys, you're gonna be getting you're gonna be getting episodes of this for the foreseeable future. So buckle up, get ready. I'm gonna be in your ears a couple times a week. I I don't know, man. I think that at this point we don't really know what's going on, so I feel like it's better to be uh better to be safe than it is to be sorry. I think it was I think it was Cuomo. Was it Cuomo who said it might have been, I don't even know. Somebody said like we can fix the economy. Economy. We can fix your job. We can fix whatever. The one thing we can't fix is if you're dead. So that's that's kind of how I'm going at it. I think that um I think it's all good in the hood, man. I don't know. Better better safe than sorry. I hope that you guys are doing all right. I hope everybody is uh hanging and clanging, doing what they can do to make it through, trying to stay positive, trying to stay more smart than you do scared. That's definitely the important part. The uh the way to go through life. Use your noodle, man. Don't let your fear get the best of you. We're going to start off this episode like we, um, like we do a lot of times. I'm going to open something up here on the air. Let me, uh, it's an envelope. Let me get the Arthur Fonzarelli brand switchblade right here. Switch. We're going to cut into this. This week is a little different. I, I think I know what this is, uh, already. Sometimes, sometimes I got numerous things coming at the same time. I, I don't know, man. Since... Since I'm in the house, my uh, my expenses have gone to an all-time low. So I'm I'm taking those expenses and I'm flipping them into uh, buying GI Joes. But uh, let's see, this one's in an envelope, which which we know I'm not too fond of. But if it is what I think it is, I think it'll be fine. Inside of the envelope, it's wrapped in cardboard, so I appreciate that. Let me uh, let me switch the Arthur Fonzarelli brand switchblade open once again. I got more opening to do, so it's inside of a piece of cardboard. Let me. Let me slice and dice, like in a Dark Knight Returns. Through this, let me, uh, oop, got another one right here. You did all right with this. Who did I, who did I order this from? Let's see. It came from a guy named Doug, who lives in Burbank, California. Burbank, California is all the way on the uh, other side of the state. It's more, uh, southern. More like L.A., more like Hollywood. I think there are, I think there are studios there. But, um, anyway, let's, uh... Let's get inside the paper, inside of a, three layers. I appreciate you, Doug. You did a, you did a good job on this. This guy is somebody that I have been looking for, like Billy Joel, for the longest time. Let me, um, let me pick this up. This is a dude known as the Killer Klondike. He is part of the IWA star-studded wrestlers action figure set. This is a... This is a set that, like, on the low, I've been collecting for a long time. I believe there are, let me see, there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And of the eight, I have one, two, three, four, five of them. I have five of the eight. So I'm on my way to getting them all. But this one, this one is a rare variant. The uh, Killer Klondike's gimmick is that, well, obviously... He's like an Alaskan dude, but he's like an Alaskan wild man. And on this one, this is what makes it so rare is his lips are red. Like there's blood all over his mouth. There isn't really like, there's not a lot of uh, history 
behind these figures, as far as people, like, collecting them and gathering the history together. But, um, they, at one point, this Red Lip variant popped up, and people's initial thoughts were that this was just, like, some kid, at some point, like, tried to make it, like, that he, uh, was bloody, and they just put, a um, magic marker on his mouth. But then somebody unearthed a, uh, four-pack of figures, and inside that sealed four-pack was the Red Lips killer Klondike. So it is in fact an official variant and I'm happy I'm happy to have him. Back in the day, I was into wrestling like crazy. Wrestling figures, wrestling everything was like was like my life. And when when you'd go to Toys R Us, you remember how things were separated into different categories, different brands, and back in the day, there was an aisle in Santa Rosa before you got to like the more mainstream toys that had like knockoffs, bootlegs, lower brand toys. This is where you would find, like, your Remco Eagle Force guys. This is where you would find your Remco AWA wrestling figures. Away from the Hulk Hogan LJNs. Away from the Hasbros. Away from the Mattels. This is where you would find, like, yo-yos, pea shooters, green army men, things like that. And this is where I first discovered the IWA International Wrestling Association star-studded wrestling action figures. I I was the kind of dude who, if you gave me money, I wanted to make it go as far as I could. I'm still that guy. So a lot of times, I would buy bootlegs. A lot of times, I would buy knockoffs. Like, if I was given the chance to buy one He-Man or, like, three Galaxy Warriors, I might go for the Galaxy Warriors. I might go that route. I'm that guy. I don't I don't mind admitting that. Um, But I... I was into these dudes, like, right from the jump. I, I was into, like, any, like, wrestling-related toy. I would buy, like, the Sun Gold wrestlers. I would buy anything that I could get my hand on. When I saw these dudes, I immediately went for them. They come um, single-carded. There was, you know, eight figures in single-carded sets. And then there was, like, one four-pack. I believe the four-pack... Why don't I just go ahead and list off the, uh, the, the entirety of the characters? There's Killer Klondike... He comes in this red lip and also the red lip variant. And there's Major Disaster. His gimmick is he's an army guy. And then there was the Iron Barbarian, who's kind of kind of like a Road Warriors knockoff. Then you had the Bulgarian Blimp. He was like a Bulgarian King Kong Bundy type. You had the Suicide Sheik, Iron Sheik knockoff. Then you had King Congo, who was like, he was like an African savage, like Kamala, but muscular. Then the Russian Wolf, he's your Nikolai Volkov Russian type. And then you had the Kamikaze, whose gimmick was that he was a sumo. I have... Killer Klondike, Major Disaster, the Iron Barbarian, the Bulgarian Blimp, and then I also have the Suicide Sheik. So I need King Kongo, the Russian Wolf, and the Kamikaze. They they pop up on eBay. Like there there's some right now on eBay. Like I could get the um I could get King Kongo right now for twenty bucks, but I don't want to. I wanna I wanna get these guys at, at a low price. I think I got um the KK here, the Killer Klondike. I think he only cost me like eight dollars. Plus shipping, so I was pretty, I was pretty pleased. I do a search for IWA star studded, but then I also have one for rubber wrestlers that I look at from time to time, and usually you'll find like LJNs or Bendies or whatever. But every once in a while, you'll find an AWA star studded, and when I do, I'm um, I'm really, I'm really happy. These were distributed by Diamond Toys back in uh, 1985. They were made in Hong Kong. Diamond Toys was out of Niles, Illinois. I. I think I did a search at one point. I couldn't find any, um, like, real information on the, uh, on Diamond Toys. But I, I'm happy to have this guy. The one that I have carded, I have a major disaster on the card. I, I was at the Santa Rosa Toy Con, and I found the Russian Wolf on the card. I think he only cost me, like, $5. And I, I bought him, and then I, I posted a picture of it on, um, like, a wrestling, 
a wrestling figure collecting group on Facebook. Somebody uh, reached out to me and was like, hey, I need uh, I need the Russian Wolf to finish my on-card set. I'll trade you Major Disaster on the card, and then I'll also give you 20 bucks, or I'll give you a couple figures. And I said, uh, give me the 20 bucks. And then we... We worked that out, and he sent me Major Disaster. Everything went great, and I have him. I thought it was a fair trade for me because I I like the Major more. I'm facing away from the microphone. I apologize. I like the Major more than I like uh, the Russian Wolf. So he was able to finish his set, and I was able to get one that I preferred. So I, I'm into that. I also have Major Disaster off the card. I, I think he's pretty fun. Back in, Back in the day... My favorite of these was the Iron Barbarian. He's like a the Road Warrior knockoff. And I would actually, like, move him into, um, like, G.I. Joe battles. Like, he was like a backup Dreadnought back in the back in the day. He would, like, be with those dudes. Because he was all, he was all punked out. He's one of the dudes that survived the action figure purge. My, um, my one of him is the one that I have had back in the day. I think it's because he was so, he was so punk rock dude that I... I just kept him when a lot of things went to the uh, went to the wayside. But Killer Klondike, I'm happy to have you on my squad. I like your bloody mouth. You look like a like a clown. But um, that's all. That's all good. I wonder if it's human blood or animal blood. What do you guys think? Hit me up on the tweets at icy robots or uh, facebook.com backslash icy robots. Hey, this is me. I am at the uh, Dollar Tree. I'm away from the house on my um, my weekly jaunt out. I, I, I came down with, with the wife. Usually I'll, um, I'll wait outside for the most part. I, I, I don't want us crowding up the stores, but uh, she told me that it was that it was pretty empty, and, and so I decided to come in. I'm, I'm over in the corner near the toys where the, uh, like the greeting cards are right now. I've been in here for... For a few minutes already, we're each allowed um, four items. This is a gimmick that we would do over on the patron-only show. We'd go down and allow ourselves to get, like, three or four things, kind of make a game of it instead of just, like, going hog wild. And I thought that uh, while I was here, I'd whip out the mini recorder and I'd let you guys know what I, what I got. First thing I got was a, a big bag of ice. I I love an icy drink. I love to uh, put it in the cup, the big tumbler, and drink the, drink the uh, Kool-Aid while I'm... While I'm chilling at the house, it's a nice way to stay hydrated while also getting some some fun flavors and stuff. So I got that. Then I got a pack of, I actually got two packs of this, like, super sour blue um, sugar-free drink mix that they have. I love, like, a super duper duper sour drink. I don't, I don't know what uh, that says about me, but that is, that is what it is. I'm counting this as uh, one item. I realize that's a bit of a cheat. Now I got a uh, small a small can of cheese balls, the kind that are in, like, that retro, uh, packaging. I, I'm really into that. I think that'll, that'll be fun to eat. And plus, they're not, they're not super high in calories. I think they're only, like, 140 calories per serving, and there's, like, four servings per can, so that's, that's not so bad for a treat, but they do, they do get all over your hands, and to combat that, I have myself a pack of, uh, baby wipes with, a Grover on them. These, these have, uh, isopropyl alcohol in them, so they're, um, they're useful for uh, like uh, getting germs off your hands. Also, also Cheetos. Okay, my guys, I'm going to cut this short. I just wanted to let you know what I got at the Dollar Tree this week. All right, guys, we are back. We made it safely home from the Dollar Tree without any uh, unnecessary contact with anybody. I feel I feel great about that. Let's let's move into something all new and all fun here on the uh, Stuck at Home show. It is a 
it's a nice little cooking segment, dude. Every show needs one of those, but this one, this one's special because it's going to show you some fun stuff that you can make with what you may already have in your house. It is called the Pandemic Pantry, and it's hosted by my my good gal pal, the Sausageitarian. She's she's a author of numerous cookbooks as well as a graduate of the uh, Culinary Institute of America. So, without further ado, let's move into that. <laughs> The Pandemic Pantry, with your host, The Sausagetarian. Yo, I see robots. What's up? It's your girl, Sausagetarian, and I'm here with a Pandemic Pantry recipe for you today. We're going to do mashed potato cakes. Whoa, isn't that exciting? And foxy. Hang in there. It gets better. So, you have leftover mashed potatoes. Not that exciting. You mix in some other stuff. Bake them up so they're nice and crispy. You have mashed potato cakes. Here's what we're going to do. You take your leftover mashed potatoes. Have those at the ready. Get some leftover cooked vegetables like broccoli or asparagus or cabbage or what have you. You just chop it up small and cook leftover bits of meat. It could be chicken, bacon, whatever. Have those ready too. Ham's kind of nice. You can add a little bit of grated cheese in there. I like a ratio of about one part leftover mashed potato to one part chopped, cooked, leftover goodies. And then you just mix them up into some little cakes. Taste it before you shape them into the cakes. Sometimes mashed potatoes, they kind of like eat salt in this weird way. They're, they're not as tasty when they're leftover, so you might need to season it up a little bit with some extra salt and pepper. And then form them into small cakes. Now, I used to do these as a skillet. I saute them, and they just disintegrate. So now what I do is I cook them in my air fryer. Yeah, I have one of those. I drizzle the formed cakes with a little bit of olive oil, and I pop them in that air fryer about 350 degrees for about 10 minutes or so until they're nice and crispy on the outside, nicely browned. Um, you can also do this in your oven at about 400 degrees Fahrenheit. If you have a convection setting, use that. It's going to take about half an hour that way. But either method uh, really beats using that skillet. So just pop those in the oven, cook them up. It's a good dinner. I did this the other day with some asparagus and some broccoli. Put a little pesto in the cakes, too, so they were, like, super green. I fried an egg on top, had it on there. It was, like, instant food. The best. I like these things better than I like regular mashed potatoes. So there you go. You use it up your leftovers. You're saving some time. You're saving a trip to the grocery store. Everybody wins in the end. So thanks for having me around. You can find me on Instagram at Sausageitarian and stay well. We are back. This is me, Icy Robots. Big shout out to the Sausage uh, Tarian for that. I, I appreciate that, man, from the bottom of my heart. I am in the uh, I'm in the garage right now, looking for something. I sold a I sold a Macho Man Randy Savage Hasbro on eBay. I have I have doubles of him, and I oh here it is. It's on a shelf. I couldn't I couldn't find it. I apologize for the poor recording quality of this. I'm currently on the mini recorder out in the. Uh, out in the garage. Let's see. Let's put on some tunes or something right now. Let's see what uh let's see what's in here. That's not good. I found this tape um at the dig a long time ago. It says K-M-E-L. And I was hoping it would be like some cool jams, but it doesn't it doesn't appear that way. Let's go back to this oldies tape. Alright, got the macho man. Let's um Let's see what else we got going on in here. I gotta, I gotta copy this videotape too. Let me, 
let me um let me find a little box for uh for Mach here. Hold on, I'm way, way, way away, away from the mic right now. This is a good little box. I keep all the boxes for the most part when I buy something so that I can uh, use them again if need be. I have I have a, uh, it's like a big toy box. It's like an antique toy box. It looks like a train. Here's my bubble wrap. You hear the bubble wrap bubbling up. Um, again, I apologize for the poor sound quality. I kind of wanted to bring you guys into the process of this. Let me, let me find the, uh, there it is. That's where the perforation is. And then I also keep, um, I keep all my old packing material inside of a, uh, a Toys R Us cart that I got from Toys R Us on, in the waning days of, um, my favorite place. So with this guy, I'm wrapping him in bub wrap and then I'm going to put some tape on the bub wrap to keep it together. Um, the guy paid a pretty high premium for this match, so I want to make sure that he gets it in good shape. You know, I don't want to, don't want to packing peanuts, my dude, like people do me. You know, I'm not, I'm not that guy. Okay, so here it goes. He fits in this box pretty well. I got him inside the packing, inside the packing stuff, and then I also wrapped him inside of like this neat little piece of foam that I found. What is this box that I got here? Now this looks like one of the. The old wife got from her working place. So let's see. I'm gonna tape this shut. Oh, this is not good. Isn't it weird how sometimes your tape dispenser doesn't feed the tape straight? Um, let me go around this. This is awful. This looks really bad, but it's very secure. There's also a couple barcodes on the side of this box. You want to go over any and all barcodes that you uh, encounter because sometimes the um, the post office computers can scan them. And I'm also running Macho right there on the side, so I remember and I don't get mixed up. I also I have to copy a video cassette for a friend of mine that asked for it. Let me um let's see. I'm down. I am running low. I am running low on blank tapes, believe it or not. Um, I always pick them up at the dig when I see them. I also pick up tapes that I can, like, blank using a magnet and use as blanks. But, um, I'm running low. This is one of my last few. Uh, I owe my dude Esqualito a tape as well. And I'm having a hard time coming up for, like, a solid blank for that. Hey, uh, Esqualito, I'm thinking I got, uh, I got this tape full of Yo! MTV Raps music videos that I think you might like. So um, at some point I'm gonna wanna get that out to you when uh, when my, my light just went out. What happened there, the bulb blew out? That's weird. Um, yeah, I got some Yo! TV Raps tapes and I'm thinking I'm gonna send one of those your way when I can uh, like get back to normal or find something that I can copy over. Don't think, don't think I forgot about you, dude. I did not. I saw how you hooked up a VCR. Homeboy hooked up a VCR in his house, which I uh, appreciate. Let me see. Turn the TV on. Hear the fuzz. Okay, hold on one sec. This is boring. Um, I apologize. This is not great radio. But the show here is supposed to celebrate the day-to-day -day mundanities of a pandemic life. So... You get what you get. 
and you don't throw a fit. Let me, um, can't seem to get this one to go in. Why won't you go in? Go in this time. You can do it. I believe in you. And my light just went back on. That's so weird. What's going on over here? Tape, why don't you want to work? Why are you being such a jerk? Let me shake it about a little bit. Let's see if that... You know how it is. When something doesn't work, you can shake it. And then it, uh... Works better. Nope. Dang it. What is going on? Of course, we're having these kind of malfunctions when I'm on the, uh... On this recording with you guys. This is turning out brilliant. I apologize for this. The poorest sound quality you've ever... Heard in your life right now. Um... This is it. This is my last actual blank. Let's see if this one will feed into here. Go, go, feed. Yeah, that one went in just fine. I don't even know. Don't even know, my doodles. Uh, let's see. Start playing this. Oh, I don't even think I put it in yet. Um, where did I put the at? Okay, here's the tape. Um, put that in there. Set it to the right channel. McDonald's is happy to be a part of Playhouse Disney, where you can let your imagination be as active as you are. There you go. You have it. That's the whole process of doing that. Um, that took a little longer than I thought. I've been out here for seven minutes. Okay, right here I got the match, got the tape running. So I guess that's good, man. I'll be back uh, inside with you guys in a bit. Yo, icy robots, just kick a little something for them cars that be bumping. Power Records presents... Power Records presents... Power Records presents... It begins in the rural village of Pine Knot, a small dot on the map. It is the beginning of a nightmare. Well, let me tell you. Them fellas got their fingers so deep in the pork barrel, them chickens is going to oink all the way to the table. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm against. Corruption in government. I don't make promises. None that I don't That cuss ought to be run out of town. He's just fine for my money. Well, you spend your money the way you want. Me, I'm on the other side. No more raiding the treasury, spending foolishly, allowing gambling. You went up that alley, Chief. Simpson, get around and seal that alley from the other side. Come on, Maleska. There he is, Chief. Shoot to kill, Maleska. He's got his hands up, Chief. Take it easy. All right, you. No need to shoot me, officer. I was just... Don't you be telling me what not to do, man. Just walk forward and keep them hands I saw high. the man, the assailant. Shut he... your mouth. But I was chasing him. I he... told you, shut your mouth. Now, look, my name is... I see robots. I just got here from... I ask you to shut your mouth, boy. You gonna do it? 75 cents. This is the Stuck at Home Show. Life has never been better. That's, uh, that's true in some ways. For me, in some ways, life has never been better. I'm enjoying just kind of kicking it around the house, doing whatever I want to do. Like, for example, I was just outside throwing a tennis ball up against the side of the house and catching it with my baseball mitt. I, I was throwing myself grounders over on the side for just, like... For like 20 minutes. I don't know, man. To me, in some ways, this kind of feels like a summer vacation when I was a kid. When I was a kid, it would be like me and my bro 
in the house, and um, both my parents worked, so we were just, like, left to our own devices over the summer, and we would just, like, we would goof around and do whatever, and it gets, it gets a little tiresome after a while, just, you know, being there with nothing to do, you end up watching, like, Leave it to Beaver for, like, five hours straight, and then, like, going outside and throwing the ball up against the side of the house, maybe playing some wiffle ball, maybe just, like, doing some uh, flag football, tag football, rather, over across the street, things like that. That's what it, uh, that's what it feels like right now for me like I went to the Pokestop twice already like I've walked there and to do that I gotta walk all the way down to the corner hook a right walk all the way down and then I cut through the junior high school excuse me I cut through the junior high school and then uh the Pokestop's right there at the uh driveway where the buses normally come in I get it I spin it if it's a team rocket I'll fight it and then I walk back I'm back in like I don't know 15 minutes maybe but I do that I do that a couple times a day. I throw the ball. I work on the show. I wrap a package or or whatever. But uh, it's like, it feels like summer vacation in a lot of ways. That summer vacation period of time when you're not on the trip with your family. Where you're just like at home, making yourself lunch, doing all that kind of stuff. And they don't mind. I don't mind. I can't remember the last time it's just like been like this. And I'm not, I'm not going to complain about it because hopefully nothing like this will happen again for, uh, for a long time. But at, at any rate, this... Uh, this past Sunday, I watched the CBS Sunday Night movie. It was it was Indiana Jones, the first one, and I I was thinking like I haven't seen this movie in forever. I I like it a lot. This is one of my all time favorite movies, but I just like I haven't seen it in its entirety for like quite a while. So when I saw that uh, CBS was going to bring back the uh, the Sunday Night movie and this was going to be the the lead off, I was like, well, I'm definitely in on that. Like I'm in for real. So me and the wife, we sat down, we watched it. We we started it like. We recorded it on the DVR, and then we were, like, 20 minutes after the start is when we began. So we had time to, like, go through the commercials and do all that stuff. And uh, we, we had a hoot of a time, dude. But it uh, it got me thinking about something. In my mind, in my memories, I first saw Indiana Jones at UA6. An aunt took me, an aunt, took me to see it with my brother and her daughter, my cousin. We all went to see it, like, the three of us. Right, and my aunt's a nice lady, but she's going to be late to her own funeral, if you know what I mean. So she got it to the theater like 45 minutes late. So we sat through the end of the movie, and then we stayed in, and we watched it like all the way through on the next showing. Like all the way through again, right? That was my that was my memory. But then when I looked at the Indiana Jones and I saw that it came out in 1981, I was like, bro, you were still in Illinois at that point. You must have seen the Temple of Doom because I looked like Temple of Doom came out like 1985 or something like that, and that that's more along the timeline of uh, what I remember. So isn't that isn't that wild? Like all these years, I've like had this memory of something that like didn't happen at all. It makes you wonder how many of these other things you remember aren't just like completely factually, actually factually correct. I I do think it's weird though because I know that I saw. The first Indiana Jones. I know that I saw it as a kid. I had this friend named Jason who lived around the corner from me. Like, our backyards were sort of connected diagonally. And we would, like, travel back and forth to each other's house, like, over the fence into his yard, then back over the fence into into my yard. He was in the G.I. Joe's, He-Man, and all that stuff, just like me. So we used to, we used to hang around a lot. But um, he came from a very religious family, and he was homeschooled. So we didn't hang out, like, during the day at school, which was, that was kind of bummer for me in like fourth and fifth grade because this was like my best homie, my best friend, Jason, and he didn't go to school with me. So at school, I had a couple homies, you know, a couple dudes I would hang with, but like my best bro, like my road dog, was never, 
never there with me. So that was that was kind of whack in a lot of ways. Because I would come home and I would immediately start playing with Jason. Like immediately, like right after school, we would watch G.I. Joe and He-Man together and then we would hang out and whatever. Anyway, his uh, his family was very religious, right? So I remember I saw Indiana Jones and they have the whole, you know, Ark of the Covenant and all this. And, and Jason and I decided to ask his mom about like the Ark of the Covenant because she, she, you know, was very biblical. She was a scholar in that regard. She was always always studying the good book and we decided to ask her like what she knew from the book about it because we decided let's like let's try to build our own Ark of the Covenant when we then we can play we can play Indiana Jones we'll have like this dope prop right we were gonna like and make props we're like dumb kids but that was that was the plan and we wanted the dimensions for it from her from the good book and she looked it up and she gave us like you know she told us some stories and stuff and it was it was really cool she was polite you know she's like in her mind, I'm sure thinking, what a couple of goofballs. But she was polite enough to, like, spend some time and, and give us the best uh, best info that she could. But I remember doing that with him around, like, fourth or fifth grade. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think that we had a VCR at this point. So I don't think that we rented it. So I wonder... I wonder where I first saw Raiders. I know it wasn't in Illinois. We only saw a few movies in Illinois, like Flash Gordon. I remember seeing that. We saw this movie High Anxiety with Chevy Chase. I don't know why we saw that, but we did. I remember that and like a couple others. And I do not remember Indiana Jones as being part of that. Isn't that wild? I wonder I wonder now where I saw it in the first place. But the movie, like, it really, really, really held up. We we enjoyed it watching the uh, on the Sunday night movie. It was pretty fun, man. We ended up watching the whole thing. Like, beginning to end. And it held up. It was a lot of fun. A great time. If you haven't seen that in a while, give it a look. The uh, the family movie this weekend on CBS, Sunday Night Movie, is, uh, I think it's Forrest Gump. And I think we might watch that, too. I haven't seen Gump in a while. So we might give that a shot as well. I don't know. It's just, it's nice to, like, watch something like that on the TV, on the tube, on a Sunday. I realize that, like, in this day and age, you can watch whatever you want, whatever you want. But... It's nice to just kind of have this thing going on, you know, skim through the uh, ads, watch some of the more interesting commercials. It's a it's a good time. I was working at the theater when Gump came out. I think I said that a second ago, but I was working there and uh, that was like that was a huge movie, dude. That one was gigantic. I don't know if my guy Gino Vega remembers that, but Gump was like everything it was playing in theater six, the big arena at the UA6, and it was selling out every single show for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Gump was huge. It'll be it'll be nice to revisit that, but I think I'm going to get up out of here. I'm going to head for the hills. Uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Big shout-out to the Sausagetarian for taking part in the show. Big shout-out to Gina Vega. Big shout-out to everyone else in the world. Hope you guys are doing well. Do the time. Don't let the time do you. Times seem hard right now, but you got to believe things are getting better. Birds are migrating again. Rains are back. Stuff's, stuff's getting better. Things are getting better. This has been an IC Robots radio production. 